the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. We have made it to Friday. That is exactly right, folks. We have made it to Friday. It's the John DePietro Show. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online, as I said, at the website. You know, I'm just seeing something right now. And I haven't seen this before. Tonight, Friday, 5 to 7.30, Narragansett Beach, Gansett Days, free admission with John Cafferty, the Beaver Brown Band, special guest Jackson Cafferty. So that must be his son. So that's very nice. Uh, all right. Actually, let me explain. I, I thought it said Jackson Brown. It, it did not say Jackson Brown. So Juan was uh, briefly distracted. It is not Jackson Brown. I was going to call Mayor Laffey and let him know that his, uh, one of his favorite artists of all time was, in fact, performing tonight. But that is, is not the case. Um, it is, I would imagine that is the son of uh, John Cafferty. <clears throat> and that is, in fact, um, I think that's who that is. So anyhow, folks, sorry about that. Juan was briefly distracted. Good afternoon to everybody on uh, Facebook Live. We do the Facebook Live midday report during this time. For uh, <clears throat> different reasons, we are going to, folks, sometimes you just have to adjust things from time to time. We are going to do that over the course of uh, the weekend. But we've had, and I apologize, we've had some um, technical glitches with the Facebook Live. But the good news is you can always listen online at the website, which happens to be, uh, obviously, petro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center, and it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They're open seven days a week. Fall is in the air. They're ready. Homegrown mums kale, outstanding. Mums from 4-inch, 12-inch pots, 10-inch, 12-inch hangers, 12-inch patio pots, 6- to 9-inch kale assorted colors, 4- to 6-inch ornamental peppers, pumpkins, straw, cornstalks, gourds, sugar pumpkins. Folks, they have it all. Fall decorations, so much more. Remember, this is the best time to plant trees and shrubs. Less watering is needed. Screen loom. Crushed stone, mulch, still available for pickup. Gift certificates are available. Folks, take a ride. They're open seven days a week. The service is tremendous. Family-run business. It's Debbie and Steve and Junior and Byron. Look for them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Good afternoon, as I said, to everybody on um, Facebook Live as um, folks suffer through it. And again, I, I apologize if there are some glitches with that. They'll be adjusted after the program. Uh, as much as it's frustrating to some of the, the viewers of Facebook, it's even more frustrating to me. But we will get it um, tuned up and uh, straightened out. But as always, folks, visit the website, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Endzone. Uh, boy, that is just terrific. 960 Menden Road in Cumberland, end zone sports pub. What a great place to watch a game. I watched it, Patriots game last Sunday. This Sunday, stop by end zone for all the games, plus Saturday college football. It's clean, friendly, family owned, karaoke Friday, Saturday nights. And of course, they have the NFL ticket on Sundays. Stop it and see them. End zone. Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. By the way, everyone uh, that is going on the Patriot Jet Trip, looking forward to seeing everyone. We're going to be in New York. Turns out we have um, we have uh, 100 people going. 100 people going for Patriots Jets. Uh, I think it was, it was back in July. I said, come along with me. Who knew that it was going to then be Mac Jones' first road trip? So if you are going on the trip, looking forward to seeing everyone. I believe the weather should be uh, terrific in the New York area. And so we will um, look forward to seeing everyone over the course of, of the weekend. Well, folks, I want to get to um, some of the big news. And first, I, I do want to start off <clears throat> with, um, and I think it's fair game, the fact that finally... Finally, uh, and this is so unfair, but finally, the media is starting to question. The media is finally starting to question, the, the, and they're doing it in a kind of innocuous way. But, you know, I played a little bit of it last hour, but wor- reporters worry over Biden cough. Now, what's so unfair 
is the top of the Drudge Report that General Milley, who I, I never thought I would feel this way about a U.S. general, but that, that he should be removed. You know, as our legal expert Tim Dodd said, this guy's he, he has everyone swearing an oath to him. It's like a, 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 a coup. Milley defends China call, but on top of that, he feared that President Trump was somehow suffering from dementia. I mean, th- this is so unfair that that is what the, the media is focusing on. That's what the, the narrative they're trying to put forward. And to to try to then try to keep pushing this, folks, I mean, if anything, what we have seen play out over the last, you know, less than nine months, if, the, if there's anyone's physical, mental condition that should be called into question, it is the current occupant <laughs> Of the White House. I mean, this is almost comical that because there was a rowdy protest on January 6th that and listen, of course, the president was frustrated. And I think at that time, you know, President Trump, when you look back last fall, he was dealing with covid. He personally was dealing with covid. You know, if you get up, as many people have said, if you get up every single day and it's like people are, you know, someone's punching you in the face. After a while, I mean, it is just an onslaught. He never really got to take time off and enjoy being president. Not really. Just when he started to, just after impeachment, as President Trump was starting to be able to, you know, kind of relax a little bit in in the role. And what I mean by that is, you know, you look at President Obama would basically take off the month of August and go to Martha's Vineyard. President Bush, uh, uh, 43, would take off August and go to his ranch in Texas. Uh, President Clinton, they would go to to Martha's Vineyard for the month, month, basically the month of August. President Bush, 41, would go to Kenny Bunkboard, take off. Tra- president Trump never really got that time off where you're just the president on vacation. Now, some people could say self-inflicted wounds, but I wouldn't say that. I, I would say, listen, without question, the media was, it was nonstop barrage trying to take down the 45th president of, of the United States. And, and um, I mean, no one, if anything, you can see the difference. If anyone wondered about it, you can now just see the difference between the way President Biden has been treated and then President Trump was, was treated. So I think the fact that at least if the media is starting to question you know, uh, for instance, President Biden seems to has, I played it last hour, he seems to have a troublesome cough. Uh, you know, you talk to so many different people who have fallen ill, and one of the first signs of that is a troublesome cough, something they just can't shake or get rid of. Now, it can lead to other things. Listen, as, as we know, President Biden is certainly no spring chicken, and you start to get to that age, and who knows what could put him in the hospital. So I'm not willing to go. I think it's been unfair. And as I've said, folks, some people I think are very insensitive about how some people have said, you know, he he suffers dementia. He has no idea what's going on. I I think anyone that that says that is very insensitive to people who who you deal with family members who have had dementia and, you know, loss of memory and and Alzheimer's and dealt with that. And I think it's very unfair to to paint it that way. He's he's clearly not that. If he did have complete dementia, he wouldn't even be able to read the teleprompter. Because people with dementia, they they stop reading because they can't keep track of where they are, you know, in the course of a book. Think how frustrating that would be. Did I just read this? You know, you're not talking about someone that walks down to their basement <clears throat> And uh, they they walk down or they walk into a room and say, now, what did I come in here for? I mean, we're not talking about that. We're talking about when people truly are suffering from dementia or Alzheimer's. It gets very frustrating to to even try to read. I knew someone, a family member, who was a tremendous reader. And one of the first things I noticed was when they stopped reading. And the reason they did stop reading, a doctor said, was because they became frustrated because it's one of the first things that goes to bed, unfortunately, is because they can't keep track of where they're going. And when you think about it, you know, then that leads to, you know, loss um, of less interest in watching, whether it be a television or film or whatever it may be. So, um, 
So I can see why, um, you know, it's one thing for someone to basically, uh, you know, say that someone is slowing down. But it's entirely different where these individuals that are, are claiming that, you know, he, the president, President Biden has told him. Here's the point I want to make is at least if the press, even if it starts with, you know, he seems to have a lingering cough, um, it, at least that is a start for, you know, the media starting to question because, you know, it, it is endless now and it's starting to become routine and it's also starting to become the norm that President Biden walks away and doesn't take any questions. And that is, it's a problem, folks, when it, it starts to become accepted. And it is starting to become accepted. They, you know, President Trump was the opposite. You know, he wouldn't call on them. He started to work the rope line of the reporters. So it wouldn't be them on TV. The cameras would just be on President Trump. But he uh, was constantly talking with the press and off the cuff. And, you know, they could ask him whatever they wanted. Certainly don't see that with President Biden. As I've told you folks, they are keeping under wraps. Now, we have reached September. And again, good afternoon at 1217. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, it's brought to you by Jamie's Power Wash. Call today, 401-837-4545, 401-837-4545. Jamie's Power Wash outside, this humidity, all the rain we've had, pressure wash, your vinyl siding, remove the dirt, mold, mildew, bugs, Jamie's Power Wash and deck staining. Call today, 401-837-4545. Maybe you say, well, you know, it's as we get into fall, I don't really use the outside as much. I know, but that can damage the surface. Contact him. You can also find him on Facebook, Jamie's Power Wash, 401 401- 837-4545 and the website is jamiespowerwash.com again they did some uh, he did some work for me tremendous folks it makes you look like you have a brand new deck again i want to encourage you to go to the website to petro.com remember voted best local news site by the readers of Rhode Island Monthly petro.com which is brought to you by Centerdale Centerdale Revival comfort food cocktails we were there just last Friday night 2025 Smith Street North Providence Shane and company what a great crew they have folks stop in they're waiting for you at the Centerdale Revival 2025 Smith Street in North Providence but what I want to say about President Biden just to, to finish the thought on this <clears throat> is at the very least the media is starting to question you know the cough and then they'll notice it and then start to question some other things. Because let's face it, listen, he has basically been treated with kid gloves. And then you start to wonder if someone is not physically well. And they are keeping him at a very, I mean, he couldn't have a more relaxed schedule than he has right now. He could not have a more relaxed schedule than he has right now. But it starts to call into question, did he fully absorb what was going on? With Afghanistan, does he fully understand everything that is going on with the virus? Because at different times when he has spoken and the attitude he has taken, the tone that he has taken, sometimes to me it comes off, and I'm not the only one, but it comes off as someone who's not fully plugged in in, is involving the conversation, right? And this happens sometimes. You know, think of sometimes in your own workplace where something develops And let's just say there's, I'm just going to give just a total random example, but someone who in your workplace, whatever it may be, whether it's a store or an insurance company, whatever your place of business may be, but someone could be commenting on what is considered a problem. and, And you may not say anything, but right out of the box, you realize, all right, this is someone that fully doesn't understand the, the depth of the problem, right? Because they're just giving and, and there's no shortage of people that will do this, but they're giving their synopsis of what they, they think the problem is. And they fully don't maybe know the latest or know what the latest what happened. And so so their advice and their input, you know, is not that helpful because it's not advice in real time. And I think that is what 
you could say with the um, the Biden presidency, you just have to wonder <clears throat> how plugged in is he if, in fact, at different times, a lot of the things that he's saying don't match up to what what we're watching happening and is happening in in real time. And it's a very fair criticism, by the way. And this is not, you know, no one is mocking him. I know some people do that. And he has opened himself up to that. There's no way that anyone can judge President Biden today and say that is the same guy who was vice president in 2016. Or I would even say even the same guy probably even a year ago. When let's face it, folks, he didn't have a demanding schedule because of the virus. They kept him from the press and, you know, the whole joke about him in the basement. And so confident he was already measuring the drapes on the White House basement. Um But, you know, I also want to point out, by the way, we're in to late September now on this September 17th. And let's just remember that he is still the president because I want to go back to back in January. People saying, oh, Harris will be president by May. Well, May has come and gone. Are you kidding? They're warming it up. She's going to be president by August. August has come and gone. Um, I, I, I've never agreed with that. I think people that say that don't fully understand the crux of how difficult it is to actually obtain that office. You know, the Bidens, Jill Biden, their staff, the Biden staff, Ron Klain, but especially folks, he's had people with him since he was in the Senate. He's had people with him, staff, supporters. When he was just Senator Biden, before he became the VP, right? They've waited a very long time to finally get the big office. And I've never understood those individuals that feel that in a moment's notice, he's just going to give it up. She was never the intended VP pick. He said he would choose a woman, seemed to be leaning more towards Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts. Good afternoon to all of our Massachusetts listeners. But instead, because of the events of last summer, suddenly seemingly became impossible, had to choose a woman of color, ended up with Kamala Harris, who did not run a good campaign for president. You could say that Senator Amy Klobuchar ran a better campaign than Kamala Harris. You could certainly argue that, for that matter, Senator Elizabeth Warren ran a better campaign for president than Kamala Harris. She does not seem to be in the mix. You don't see her a lot. This whole business of, you know, behind the curtain, they're just warming it up. You watch, she'll be president by Memorial Day, by 4th of July, by Labor Listen, they have control. I think a very valid question is who's really making the decisions. That's a valid question because I'm not convinced. You know, you, you wonder who's the, remember Kamala Harris, the vice president said, I will be the last one in the office. I'm not, I've never believed that. That may be what she believed, but I don't think that's, I don't think she's in the, they may do that once in a while on something innocuous just to make her feel, you know, part of the team. Um, but I, I don't think that that is the case in any way. I think this is being run by a small handful of individuals. And I think, you know, the situation that you're seeing right now with General Milley, this is an example. Now, you know, the media is saying, well, you know, thank God General Milley stood up to Trump. Who knew what he was going to do? The whole thing of the, the finger on the nuclear button. Well, if General Milley is going to do that with President Trump, what's to say he would not do that with President Biden? That he goes around the room and has everyone swear their allegiance to him and starts contacting world leaders, kind of like, you know, pulling an Al Haig, I'm in charge. You imagine contacting China saying, now, listen, if there's an attack, I'm going to call you ahead of time so you can swat it down. Like, are you kidding me? How is this not a coup? And if he's going to do that to President Trump, who he disagreed with, who felt he was becoming increasingly erratic who after January 6th was kind of blaming him for all of that. If he feels that way about President Trump, how does he feel 
about someone that he maybe feels is not fully engaged in the office of what's going on. I mean, I think that is very circumspect and something that needs to be evaluated. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show on this Friday is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. It's Coogs. Call them today, 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Call Coogie, 24 hour emergency service. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Folks, call them 401 732 6562. As Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. You can also find them on Facebook. And then the website is recooganheating.com. Well, folks, good afternoon at 1227 on this Friday. It's Juan. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, in just a moment, I'm going to play the story of um, the parents that are now going after. Governor McKee regarding um, the the mask mandate in the schools. Some parents have now taken legal action. We'll have a posting on that on the website very, very shortly. Again, folks, the website, uh, DePetro.com, which is brought to you by the Coincid Inn. Remember, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Rich history, great menu. Stop in there waiting for you at the Coincid Inn. A great meal uh, is awaiting you. And on top of that, um, they have the biggest bar in Rhode Island, a, a great menu. There's something on the menu for everyone at the Coincid Inn. And again, it's a direct link at the website, which is depetro.com. So some parents have filed a lawsuit over the governor's mask mandate. And this has kind of been building. And our legal expert, Tim Dodd, has been saying it's just a matter of time for someone does this. Let me hear the um, Channel 12 package on this. Wearing in schools is now heading to court. Now, a group of Rhode Island parents and grandparents suing Governor McKee over his school mask mandate. And 12 News reporter Kayla Fish joins us live to break down that lawsuit and what the parents hope to accomplish. Well, guys, the parents in this lawsuit say that the cure is worse than the disease, and they're asking the courts to render Governor Dan McKee's school-wide mask mandate null and void. The lawsuit that was filed in Providence Superior Court yesterday claims that the governor violated state law and the state constitution when he signed the new K-12 mask mandate and declared a state of emergency due to the Delta variant. 16 parents and grandparents who are plaintiffs in this suit say the mask mandate is having a negative impact on their kids' physical and mental well-being, making it harder for them to breathe or communicate. The lawsuit also questions the science of mask wearing, which state and local experts have repeatedly said helps to slow the spread of COVID-19. Some parents have chosen to homeschool their kids, with one saying she refused to send her child to, quote, an establishment being run like a prison. Another parent, Jessica LeBlanc of Smithfield, says the cure is worth than the disease and quote the decisions made are clearly not for the benefits of the children or data but rather other factors such as money personal biases and the need for control now 12 news did reach out to a spokesperson for the governor who declined to comment meantime you can find much more detail about the lawsuit right now on our website wpri.com live in providence this morning i'm kayla fish 12 news now again i don't know folks um pretty comprehensive report i don't know where that's gonna go uh if anything you know the thing that's unfortunate about this is and i'm not saying listen this is this is happening in real time um think of the way the court system seemingly works i i don't know when there may be a decision on this but Let's be honest, it it would be (sighs) two years from now. I mean, it's just, it's so slow. It's too bad. But listen, there's no way that parents could have known that this was going to take the trajectory it has. And so at least someone is speaking up. Now, someone asked me about the frontline workers. And the frontline workers, to my knowledge, still have not filed a lawsuit. Coming up October 1st is going to be the deadline. And the deadline for the frontline workers, Governor McKee has said that if you are not, if you don't have the, if you're not vaccinated by October 1st and you're a frontline worker, that you then go on unpaid leave. I think it's for 75 days. 
for 75 days unpaid leave. And then after that time, if you still don't have the vaccine, then you lose your job. So he's trying to doesn't want to make that the the date. He wants to kind of leave it hanging out there. Uh, And those people can, from my understanding, they cannot apply for unemployment. But there's also a story out today, folks, that the nursing homes are really the ones that are going to take it on the chin on this. The nursing homes are the ones that are are finding a terrible worker shortage. Folks, good afternoon on this Friday. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. This portion of the program, folks, it's read you by The CBD Store. Stop it and see them. 1845 Post Road in Warwick. I'm holding up, especially for those natural healing. Try the Delta 8 gummies. I'm holding it up to those watching on Facebook Live that we will straighten out. I know we've had some uh, glitches with that. I apologize. But stop in and see them. Whether you're fighting stress, anxiety, sleep, pain, seizure, or maybe, you know, they even have a full section for pets. Remember, everything is all natural. Pop in. But if you would like a great night's sleep, stop it and see Michael and his staff. The CBD store in Warwick, 1845 Post Road, right across from TF Green Airport. And especially you want to try the Delta 8 gummies. And here's all sorts of things. And everything is natural. And whether you have back pain or foot pain or any type of ache and pain, aches and pains, the CBD store. You can also find them on Facebook as well. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Now, the next story that I do want to play is um, I, I still can't get past that this Providence City Council person is um, basically under fire because he had a number of his taxpayer constituents, right? Um, taxpayer constituents complaining to him that you had these homeless people that just decided to set up shop under the 146 underpass, which happens to be in his district. So what did he do? He contacted, you know, the um, proper authorities in Providence, and they said, well, we're going to clean it up. There's all this trash there, and the people, you can't even imagine going to the bathroom. Well, he has been, this guy, Councilman Nick Narducci, you want to talk about under attack, unbelievable attack when now he even has to says you know i can't he has to defend cleaning up a homeless encampment what what part of this are we missing out they're not even supposed to be there in the first place you know as attorney tim dodd said they these people are trespassing they have no right to just be under an underpass but the homeless advocates and their ilk are just so aggressive about this whole thing. Let's hear. This is the uh, Channel 12 piece about it. It was dashed on social media and Facebook with people that, number one, don't even know me. Number two, don't, did not have any of the facts whatsoever about what happened that day. Not once, and I said it on the floor, not once was anybody threatened to leave. Everybody's still there. The encampment's still there. What I did as a city councilman with my... Taxpaying constituents asked right. me to do. Yes. I cleaned up litter and debris right. on Branch Avenue yep. and underneath the bridge. Yes. I got school kids that walk back and forth to school every right. day that have to had to it before we cleaned up walking the street to get by. Uh. I sent DPW down with the Providence Police to clean. Good. Hold on. Keep going. Why the Providence Police? If you guys know the neighborhood, Branch Avenue is a very busy spot. Yep. Okay. For the safety of the DPW employees, I had the Providence Police there to handle the traffic. Again, not once was anybody asked to leave. Not once. They should have been. Was to, did the cops even talk to anybody? Never mind arrest anybody. I think everybody, including the media, should know the facts before they make stories. That's right. Before they come up with their stories. And, and what hurts me the most is my family had to witness this. Ah. My family. Okay, how about, and I know you guys ain't going to put this on the news, but I'm going to say it on the record, okay? How about the thousands of families that I have fed in 15 years? Right. For Thanksgiving. Yes. How about the hundreds, the thousands of kids yes. that have had great Christmases yep. because of me and my family? That's right. Nobody, you guys don't want to press, uh, do a story on that. You know why? Because that's good news. That's right. 
And that's the problem with the media. Wow. Okay. Even you guys on Channel 12. Whoa. Very surprised. I like that. You went off what you said in your statement, and then we were not given an opportunity for any follow-ups for a direct interview. Why not? Why didn't you call me? We reached out to the press person, and we're not offered into Talking to him directly. ...statement that you said, um, and just following what we heard in your speech tonight, um, what do you want moving forward? You said you prefer face-to-face conversations with people who may have problems? Any one of my constituents know the way. How is that a question? Every, every one of my constituents have my cell phone number. I've had numerous people come to my house to talk. Good for him. Okay, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on social media. Good. My kids won't allow it. <laughs> and thank God. Because, and again. This guy's classic. I got to interview him. Wife, I'll reach out to him. Some of the things that were said. Yep. You people don't even know me. You don't know what I'm about. You don't know how hard I work, period. 35 or some 35 years as a football coach, helping numerous kids throughout the years. 31 years as a baseball coach and a president of the Little League, helping numerous families throughout the years. Do you realize how many kids turned out good because of us mentoring them through football and baseball? That could have easily turned the other way. Now, again, I hope you're going to air all this because I know you're and not. And they are. But, you know, know me before you want to bash me. Wow. And what upset me the most was one of my colleagues. I would never, ever do that to a colleague of mine. Never. Not on the news, not in public. Okay? I've, I've been doing this for 15 years. I've had disagreements with my colleagues. But you know what? They were always face-to-face. Yep. I never bashed a colleague in the journal or on the news. So somebody did. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you. Now, folks, about that, you know what is so, uh, and again, well, good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro right now at uh, 1238 AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is DePietro.com. You know what, and uh, DePietro.com, folks, don't forget which is brought to you by Soul Source Restoration. Fire, smoke damage, water damage, mold remediation, storm damage. Mike Seepy and crew, Soul Source Restoration, S-O-L-E. Look for them online, Soul, S-O-L-E, soulsourcerestoration.com. They serve Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Contact them. There's a direct link at the website, debito.com. Folks, I'll tell you how um, uh, right now it is 1238 on this Friday. Uh, how this thing is backwards. Can you imagine that you have a bunch of whatever word, I know we can't use it anymore, hobos, but now you're not even supposed to say homeless, you're supposed to say housing displaced individuals that just set up a camp underneath a highway underpass, 146 Branch Avenue, where kids have to walk past there and they have to walk in the street. Grown adults just sitting there, Relieving themselves, trash everywhere. And the person that comes under attack is the city council person that sends the DPW workers in order to clean them out. He defends the cleanup. Why does he have to defend the cleanup? Like, this is how backwards this has become. He has to defend the cleanup. But what about... Why isn't anyone saying to those individuals, hey, listen, you can't just park yourself there. As our legal expert, Tim Dodson, that's number one, it's trespassing. Number two, it's dangerous. What is this? They don't own the land. We'll just set up under the underpass. We'll let other people take our trash. We don't work because we're homeless. How many company businesses, companies right now say they need workers? None of those people work. And the homeless advocates, folks, they're not even trying to help them get jobs. Because a lot of, listen, the homeless industry, if you will, has become, that's like what people do. That's their job now. And all they keep saying is there are thousands and more and more and the shelters are full. We need more low-income housing. The real truth is more and more it's becoming acceptable They're telling those people it's acceptable to be homeless, you know, and now because because of like in California where they're completely catering to those group, 
You may say, you know, I, I don't think I want to be homeless. Maybe I could do it for a night. And someone says, want to go hungry. All right, well, what if you could eat three times a day, though? Right? Soup kitchen. Nah, I still want to be able to have money to get drugs and booze. Well, what if you can panhandle? And then you can have the money to get booze and drugs. Well, I need a place to shower and wash my clothes. What if we set up a place where you can take a free shower and wash your clothes for free? Well, I need money in case I need to go to a doctor. What if we give you free health care? I still don't like the idea of going hungry. What if we gave you an EBT card? What if we gave you a free phone? You know, if anything, they're enticing them. They're enticing people to say, you know, on second thought, I'm not going to get an apartment. I'm not going to go to that job. I, I think I can gut it out. I'm willing to try it. The hardest months, I, I've interviewed them. The hardest months of being homeless are January and February. January, February into March with a lot of the rain. Other than June, May, June, July, August, all right, September, October, maybe you get a little rain. They said around the holidays, people are very generous, donate, give them a lot of money. Um, there's more and more people. They're, they're making it an option. They're making it an option. You know, when you look at, um, you know, films, sometimes you'd watch some of the old black and white films. They'd show like hobos, right? Riding the train or then they smell a pie. Someone puts a pie at a window and they go and take that or they go to a farm and, eat. you know, it's not like that. There were there are kids that they for the what are you doing for the summer? I'm going to go homeless in New York or go homeless wherever. And you hit the soup kitchens and then you find money. And they get cards and it becomes like a summer camping adventure. I, and, and I know the, the homeless advocates like to say, how dare you think that people choose this? But, but let's face it, a lot of these things, you didn't have this years ago. You didn't have all of these different outreach programs for those. I'm not saying everyone, but for instance, like there's that young woman in Providence. She's been homeless since she was 18. She's 32. Are we to believe that at no point between age 18 and 32, there's no one that will hire her? There's no one that will hire her? I don't believe that. I think they should be working with them, with the homeless, to maybe, and a lot of them say, I don't want a roommate. Listen, if you could afford your own place, you could have your own place. If not, you're going to have to have roommates. And they should be encouraging them to get jobs. There's never been an easier time. For people to get jobs. It's almost like every restaurant you go by, you see a help wanted sign. I'm not saying it's the most glamorous, you know, way to earn a living, but it is a living. And it, you get paid for a day's work, which is actually, you know, very uh, healthy mentally and for people. So let's just say, you know, you have someone that says, I don't want to be a dishwasher. I can understand that. It's not the most glamorous job. They'll probably pay you 15 bucks an hour. But 15 bucks an hour, 40 hours a week, maybe you work some overtime. Maybe you get paid for that. One thing about being a dishwasher, again, not the most glamorous job. But when you walk out of there, you literally punch out. Done for the day, done for the night, whatever it is. Tomorrow's my day off. At least you're working. Maybe you get a second job. Then maybe you share an apartment with someone. Well, I can't afford a car. Well, then you live on a bus line and you take public transportation to get there. Or maybe one of these groups gives you a bike. I heard about that. Bikes for the homeless. And they can bike to work. At least you're doing something. At least you're contributing. At least then you're not. Hey, listen, you're dishwashing and you're working 40 hours a week and you're paying your rent. And you're kind of carrying your own weight in society. If every night you want to get high, booze it up, whatever, that, hey, free country, your decision to do that. But, but you got to work. You know, that's why I think it's very important, and it's not a bad thing, that Mayor Alorza is not running for governor because his plans and programs and ideas failed. 
he is the most progressive person holding office that we've we've seen maybe ever. And he has failed as a politician. And that's very important because there's a limit to how much nonsense and foolishness people want to put up with. I mean, there just is. Right. Folks, this portion of the program, you want to talk about someone in a hard day's work, full day's pay, J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. J, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Also online, and they're also on Facebook. J. Perry Paving. Learn the benefits of asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway. That needs to be refreshed. J. Perry Paving. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on. Call today. And on top of that, there's no one better for veterans than J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730 for letter J. J. Perry Paving. Folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's the John DePietro Show. I also, I mentioned this last hour. I mentioned this last hour. But I want to applaud the Providence City Council and specifically Councilman Igliosi that stood up to uh, Providence Mayor Jorge Elorja and said they're eliminating the police major position the mayor laws had given to the recreation director. Folks, people, there's a limit. What Elorza has learned is there's a limit. And you know what else is? Look how things are backwards. You know what you're finding right now? Is there's some very loud voices, but the loudest voices doesn't mean that's the way to go. The loudest voices in the room doesn't mean that's the right answer. So Alorza decided, you know, he has no respect for the Providence police. He'd like to, quote, reimagine the police. And he said, you know, I don't think I don't like the job the police do. I'd like to get rid of the police. I'd like to abolish the police. And one of the ways I'm going to do it is I'm going to take a basketball ref who runs my golf tournament, and I'm going to insult all the men and women of law enforcement and put him one of the top five or six people in command. He was willing to do that. Alorza was. But the Providence City Council stepped forward and eliminated the position that he gave to that recreation director, Mike Stevens. And I know that this Mike, I don't know Mike Stevens. I know he is friends with the Lorza, which is like strike one. So, I mean, you question his judgment. I mean, anyone that would be personally, like their personal friends hang out together. Alorza was basically bringing him in to try to help him capture the African-American vote in his bid to become the governor. He had to have known what he was walking into, Mike Stevens, who then disappeared on vacation right after he got it. But even the Providence City Council, it's like enough of this and have eliminated the funding for that position. You know, this is an example. They're stepping in with someone. The Alorza failed policies of reimagining police, abolishing the police defunding the police. You know, can you imagine, and you've had countless examples. The problem in the city of Providence is not that they need more basketball refs. (laughs) If only that was the problem. No, the problem is the violence. And on top of that, the people that allowed voices are not going anywhere. You know, I am happy. The, The media was manipulated in the very beginning of the summer. With those clowns from uh, one of the streets in Providence that, you know, and and some of the activists that were saying the police descended on them and they were beating children and blah, blah, blah. And the media went and how awful. And the video, look at that. One of them is saying, who wants some more and everything else. And then they realized, all right, maybe 20 children weren't beaten. And then we learned that the police had been called to the house 45 times in the past year. And then I learned a family member there who I believe I've learned now that she has nine children, this woman. She's the daughter of one of the key people. Nine children. Section 8 housing. So then they had another press conference to say white supremacist, 
were trying to burn down their house. So then the media again, like Pavlov's dog, went to the press briefing. And there was no evidence of that. And they've never been able to figure out exactly what happened. I've heard mixed things about that. I've heard it, they believe it could have been, could have been one of the family members that was actually trying to light the bushes out front on fire. But that didn't stop the media from going to that. But now, seemingly, now they have become kind of the old, the boy that cried wolf. Because those same individuals and one of the daughters who has, count them, nine children who, it's my understanding, destroyed a home in Warwick. $70,000 worth of damage to the home in Warwick. Who is one of the lead troublemakers on Sale Street. She was arrested in Cranston by Cranston police for dealing drugs. And police have been called to the house numerous times and all this other stuff. And so last night, again, they tried to get media attention. But this time, it sounds like the media has finally, most of the media, has wised up to this foolishness. Because last night, there was no coverage, really, of these people. Who at this point, again, I'm not going to say, the media's not going to come out and say it, but it's like enough already. Right? Enough already. Enough of this foolishness that we're the victims and we're riding along. You know, finally... The media is starting to see these people for what they are, which are pathological liars and criminals. And they were doing it all along. They were enabled by certain activist members of the media. They were. Who now, though, you know, last night you didn't see no one was live from where they were. You didn't see Channel 10 or Channel 12 or Channel 6 walking with them. You're always going to have a couple activist members of the media that will go along with this foolishness. But much like Alorza, folks, you know, if Alorza had succeeded, what kind of condition would people, you know, would, what kind type of, what would message would that say? What message would it say if Alorza was right now like leading in the polls? And think about what he, running a sanctuary city, right? Uh, reparations. Allowing ATVs to create lawlessness, telling police to stand down last uh, June and letting people riot in the cities, in the city, destroying Providence Place Mall, destroying different businesses in and around the capital city, always on the fringe edge of um, as far as his progressive policies. You know, him trying to fight with McKee, him being on vacation when that woman was dragged out of the car and beaten by the ATV riders. Uh, On top of that, that, you know, the the girl from Warwick who was needlessly shot and killed because the person she was with, what I've heard, was possibly mistaken for a gang member and then shot and killed at 3.30 in the morning. It's not like he is leading in the polls. He's not going to run for governor. So that it is a good sign that Alors's progressive policies have failed. And, you know, the Cat Kerwins, some of these progressives. The other thing I'd like to see, though, is some of the um, the elected officials should start to be given terms. You know, what's really good about pointing that out is Justin Katz. There's two, for for instance, whatever, and again, folks, good afternoon at 12.55. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Folks, again, uh, we go until 2 o'clock. Next hour, I am going to play more some of the national stuff, especially the General Milley uh, situation. I mean, that is, it's really disgraceful what's going on. Uh, That He should not be retained in that position because he's already demonstrated that he's not afraid to maybe orchestrate a coup. And I don't see exactly what would stop him from from doing that um, under under President Biden. But uh, this portion of the John DePietro show, folks, again, I want to reach out if you're listening right now and you or a member of your family, a friend, maybe you yourself, if you were in either a car accident or involved with a slip and fall workplace injury, 
listen, in an ideal situation, the other party would step forward and compensate you appropriately for your injuries. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Folks, that's why you need to fight back. Call Jack. Jack Calvino, you need the fighter. On this Friday, I'm offering you a free consultation, 401-785-9400, 401-785-9400, or online, fightbackcalljack.com. You need the fighter. Now, right now, it's 1256, it's Friday. Maybe you're listing an AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, or maybe online at the website, depetro.com, and you recognize And this applies to you. You're someone who was in a car accident or involved with a slip and fall or a workplace injury, maybe a motorcycle accident. And unfortunately, many times the other party, folks, it becomes the game of like higher look. Like they just offer you pennies on the dollar. You need a fighter. I'm offering you a free consultation. Jack Calvino, 401 785-9400. Call 401-785-9400. I did receive an email from Karen that said, can I use your name? Absolutely, you can say, listen, this happened, whatever it may be. John DiPietro said I could call you for the free consultation. Boom, book it. 401-785-9400 or online at fightbackcalljack.com. In a perfect situation, They would compensate you accordingly. Unfortunately, folks, it doesn't work that way. Fight back. Call Jack. 401-785-9400 or online at fightbackcalljack.com. Well, folks, coming up, uh, it's 1258. It's Friday. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Next hour, I am going to talk more on... um, This weekend, there is going to be a rally in Washington. I think that's poorly thought out. Uh, I know that the rally is to try to show support for a lot of the people. The people, it's called Justice for J6. Many of the people that were arrested and are being held from the January 6th rowdy protest at the Capitol. But the... There's nothing about this that I like. It is true. Yes, they are being treated unfairly. No question about it. And they have been singled out. And we watched all summer how Black Lives Matter and other groups destroyed the country, destroyed the major cities, built over one billion in damage. No, absolutely all true. But what is it an excuse to do? It's an excuse for them to put up the fencing again. It's an excuse for the media to keep showing the footage of the crowd going back and forth with Capitol Police. I just fail to see how that in any way helps the cause, so to speak. Um, I wouldn't say that this has been a good week. You know, they found in California suddenly Gavin Newsom wasn't running against Larry Elder to be governor. He was running against Trump. And now the weekend, gee, I wonder if the media is going to be there looking to find someone that's going to be like, we got to fight back. We got all these things. So anyhow, folks, here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. The power hour is next. Leave it right here. It is the John DePietro Show, AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We'll be back on the other side after. Stay with us for the one o'clock news.